0: Hi and welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. I'm Chris and tonight it's just me and Adam. How's it going, Adam?
1: Hi, Chris. How you doing?
0: I, I'm great because we got rid of those losers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm um, okay. Uh, okay. Um, All right. No. Okay. Hanging in there.
0: That's good. That's good. I feel like we're kind of turning a corner. I don't. I don't want to be too optimistic because I remember back in March thinking this is going to last for a month. We'll be good. But I feel like more people are getting vaccinated. More people are, you know, getting out, being a little more normal while also hopefully being safe. So I'm pretty positive.
1: Yeah. I mean, we just had the Super Bowl in Tampa.
0: Yeah. Was that yeah. where that was?
1: Yeah. And uh, I know a lot of people went to Disney right the day after because, uh One of the players, Rob Gronkowski, went to Disney, and they did the whole parade thing and and whatnot. So
0: how come that other guy didn't go? They said Tom Brady.
1: No, he. But they did say he would be going at a later date. So
0: maybe he's waiting for them to have all vegan, macrobiotic food. I've heard (laughs) that he only eats like air and maybe steam if he's lucky. Like, he's got some weird diet. It's all air and rocks. I don't know. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. And um, and, but he is 43 years old and he's playing as good as 25 year olds.
0: Is that playing. unusual?
1: Because oh, I know yeah. in
0: hockey, they last longer. Right. Is that the thing? But maybe football, they don't
1: No, football. You're lucky if you last till the age of 30. If you're, really? if you're playing for. for yeah. Oh. Quarterbacks can last a little longer because they don't, in theory, get as hit as much. But 43 is unheard of.
0: Wow. Okay. I did not know that. And I'll forget it like in about five minutes. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it is kind of fascinating because, you know, they keep pointing out. And I honestly didn't know who was playing. Like, I always play this game where I try not to know who's playing in the game until the last minute. (laughs) And so I made it to like about three hours prior, and then it kind of started like being, you know, everybody was talking about it. So I was like, Oh, okay. Kansas city and uh, Tampa. All right. Well, that's a nice pairing, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about football. And I, I, you might not know this, but if you live in the South as a woman, you're supposed to pretend to like football. And that really is a thing, but I refuse to do that. I, I just make it known to everyone. I don't care. So (laughs) no football Um. here.
1: No, but you know where they do play football in California?
0: They do play football there, yes.
1: And what are we talking about today?
0: We're talking about the 20th anniversary of Disney California Park, which opened this week. So that's very exciting.
1: I didn't get a chance to go there until 2018. So.
0: Well, you would have been like, what? 10 when it opened so it's not like you were like i'm gonna get on a bus i'll see you guys later losers (laughs) you're very dependent on your parents to take you pretty much everywhere so that's
1: true that's true
0: when did you first go it
1: was january pretty sure it was january of 2018
0: okay i was there was it was february though wasn't it
1: it might you know what i think it was after the super bowl so it might have been february okay
0: that's a good place to start but first I want to do a little brief introduction into that park. As we said 20 years ago Disney California Adventure was opened. It's right next to Disneyland Park and for people who haven't gone they're literally across from each other. I always say you could hold your breath and run from one gate to the other probably not you know gasping for air. It's like what a a leisurely two minutes between it
1: uh yeah yeah although i let's you know don't do it if you your lung capacity can't handle it.
0: yeah don't do it i don't (laughs) even know why i say the whole seriously though maybe you can't hold your breath for two minutes but it's very close i mean maybe you could throw a a football you can throw a football that far right
1: me i i hope so I, I i hope i can
0: I I couldn't throw a football 10 feet, and it would probably, like, land on the ground and hit me in the face, like, bounce back like a boomerang. But, yes, I imagine you could throw a football. And in any event, it's very close, and it's kind of interesting because they're right – they face each other. There are some ticket booths in the middle, and then on one side there's a bus, uh, you know, terminal with lots of those – lots of buses. And then on the other, there's um their downtown Disney, which is much smaller than – in our downtown Disney, or Disney Springs, as we like to call it now. So um, with that in mind, Adam, tell me about your first memory of California Adventure. Uh,
1: Yes, so I was staying at the Disneyland Hotel, and uh, it was my second day of the trip, and I actually did write all of this stuff down. I was smart that way. Did you
0: wait? (laughs) Did you really? Yeah,
1: I journaled everything. Like a little diary?
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. So, did it have um, like a
0: little kitten on the front
1: and was it pink? No, <laughs> no I think well, I, what I did was I did it in my notes of my phone. Oh, nice. Okay. That's
0: as, as
1: awesome. I was doing as I was because I was I it was a solo trip for me. But then you and Thomas and Mandy. Yeah. came During the week.
0: I have to tell you, you were the most obnoxious person ever that week. <laughs> hey. You were like, we got to ride this. No, you were fantastic. I'm teasing. <laughs> but you were like, OK, it's time to ride this. And I was like, yeah, take my kid on that. <laughs> you were great. Anyway, that was, you were excited. Uh, yeah,
1: I was. I was because. Um, well, I'll get to that in a minute. But um, my first ride was Radiator Springs Racers. Was it really? Yeah. OK. And because uh, and, I wrote dropped that. And I, I okay, so I'm, I'm we have a lot of East Coast listeners. Um, as an East Coast person myself, uh, going to California is nice with the whole time change thing, right? For us East Coasters, because your body clock is earl- I might be saying this wrong, but I think you all understand what I'm saying. Your body clock is earlier than what the actual clock is, so you wake up earlier time-wise on the West Coast. So for me, I was waking up at like 6 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, and like ready to go. So if you plan it right and you're staying closer to Disneyland and to the the California Adventure, you can get to the front of those rope drop lines um, very good because your timing is earlier than normal people that live there. If that makes yeah.
0: sense. Oh, yeah. I can remember. And this was back when I used to like to run. I can remember getting up at like five in the morning and going for a run in downtown Anaheim. It was pretty nice. You know, It was like the weather was OK. There were some people just sitting on benches. I, I think they were homeless um, who yelled <laughs> at me. And uh, but otherwise, it was great because you could get so much done. But then you want to go to sleep at nine o'clock at night, you know, so
1: that. Yes, that's the the flip side of that is you're tired earlier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you got on there early and what did you think of it when you walked in? Uh,
1: it was, uh, the music was great. It's, it's yeah. the, the, the first, the way it is laid out now is the first area you walk through is a uh, Buena Vista street and it's set up like 1930s Los Angeles. And um, so it's real. So they have the old timey music, very similar to uh uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, very similar music that they got playing there, um, and it's just, uh, I mean, there is a rush to get to Radiator Springs Racers because that is the most popular. that is probably the most popular ride in that park. It's really good, and it should be the most popular because it's really good.
0: It's um, a fantastic ride, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, but you know what? It's it's definitely a. Uh, Disneyland culture is different than Walt Disney World in that there are mostly locals. And locals uh, can go there often because they live closer. So they're not necessarily in a rush to do everything because they know they will be there soon. As opposed to Walt Disney World, a lot of them are, you know, people on vacation. And you only maybe go once a year, once every other year, once in a lifetime, which I don't. We don't think that really exists, but that's yeah, what people say. They're
0: out there. I've booked a few. Either that, or they just <laughs> didn't come back because they didn't like me. But yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's true. Uh,
1: yeah. So the Walt Disney World crowd, you're trying to cram everything, and you're kind of like speed walking. But the Disneyland, it's 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 a slower pace, which is nice for somebody like me who doesn't necessarily need to like run through to everything. And and I I had a I did a six day trip that first trip for me.
2: So Did I knew you think I had, that was
1: too long. Um I no, I, I don't think so because I like the I like rides. I like I wanted to try all, as many different restaurants as I could. And I had never been to i never been to California. I'd never been to Disneyland yeah. or California Adventure. So I really wanted to jam as much I could and I had vacation time and to use and I, I don't i mean maybe for a family with like children that might be too long because it's a lot of repeat stuff yeah but i don't i don't mind repeating i could you know i could do dca the whole you know i don't say the whole time but i could do a lot of those things often so i don't mind that
0: there's so much to see in both of those parks that i feel like uh, for me more than Six days is fine. The more, the merrier. I mean, I think most times we've gone out there, we've probably done like six days or so. You know, I mean, and it's tough because at the time, and they might change that, um, but at the time, you could only get a five-day ticket. So then you have to start over again. It's not like at Disney where you can have up to 10 days so you're not, you know, wasting money yeah. and yeah. yeah, I, but I you ended thought... up
1: getting an annual pass because I couldn't yeah. get a six day ticket.
0: Exactly. I remember you got the pass. Yeah. And I think the pass can be really useful if you can swing the flights from the East Coast. But that's a that's a whole different thing.
1: Um, Radio Springs and then I did Guardians of the Galaxy that had just fairly. I believe that yeah. had opened in the summer of 17 or it was it was fairly recent from opening, Um, right. which Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is their you know, version of Tower of Terror that we have over here. Um, And then I did uh, Monsters, Inc., Uh, I did Little Mermaid, and then I, you know, walked around a lot of their areas because their lands are pretty well-themed and there's a lot of things to see over there.
0: Yeah, there really are. So I went in 2012 and I had never been to Disneyland before that. And an opportunity came up to do a podcast meetup with another couple of groups. And so a group of us went out and um, I made the worst newbie mistake. Everyone said, don't rent a car. Well, I like to have a car, you know, and I thought if I need things and if I need to go places, I'll have a car. So I rented a car. However, I didn't really know how to get to Disneyland. And it turns out California is super confusing. Like it's <laughs> not like a straight shot. Like when you go from Orlando International to Walt Disney World, there's literally two roads that make sense to take. You can take some back roads. I've done it before. I don't know why, but you, you, there's two roads. And if you get on one or the other, you're going to get to I four and to Disney World. But in California, and, you could end up in and Mexico. They, and they have the signs. They, they have, have the, the signs. Huh. Thank you. There are signs up. There are no signs at the airport with arrows because Disneyland is not really that important to Los Angeles, right? It's just another major thing going on out there. So um, I ended flew- up having… You go flew in
1: LA you flew into LAX?
0: I flew into LAX and I only yeah. fly into there, to be honest. I know a lot of people like other f- airports, but at the time I was coming from North Carolina and it was just a lot easier to go into LAX than yeah. you know someplace else. So um yeah, I I ended up getting lost. I just gave up at one point and went to In N Out Burger. I had grown up in Northern California, so I was an In N Out Burger person. Hadn't had one in a while. So I stopped there, which ended up being smart. I think about six hours later, I end, and I'm not even kidding, I ended up in um, Disneyland. And the one thing I remember about that ride was listening to Elvis Costello like the whole time, I'm just like <laughs> lost listening to Elvis Costello. And if, if you like, you either like Elvis Costello or you don't. Anyway, so Adam's like, I don't know who that is. Anyway, you should listen. It's classic. Um. So anyway, I get there and I I was staying at Paradise Pier and I, I remember every minute of this because I was so excited. I was like out of control, right? I get to my hotel. I run my bag up. And I changed because I'm supposed to meet people over for dinner at Carthay Circle, which had just opened. So that was kind of exciting. And um, I put on a dress, which in hindsight was ugly. And I ran over there. I got my little ticket because it's not like here or in Walt Disney World where we had a magic band or anything. So I got my ticket and I go into the park. And if you have bought into the whole Walt Disney history and everything surrounding like Walt Disney coming to Los Angeles in the 20s and living there in the 30s it's not real but you do get a feel for it as you walk into Disney California Adventure you know that the what's the name of the street Adam
1: it's called Buena Vista Street
0: Buena Vista is that was oh, Buena Vista
1: Buena yeah Buena Buena Vista
0: okay Buena. <laughs> sorry um anyway so you you walk in there and you just get that whole feel. And, like, at the time, they were even doing meet and greets with, um gosh, I forget his name now. Guy with the big ears. Oswald. Uh, Oswald. Thank you. Oswald, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. They were doing meet and greets and stuff. And, you know, you have all these, like, Streetmosphere characters. And you walk down that street and you see the Carthay Circle, which is the replica of the theater where Snow White premiered. And it's awesome. That restaurant is fantastic. It is beautiful inside. And I distinctly remember what I had. I had the schnitzel, which is a strange thing to have on the menu at Carthay Circle, but that's what they had. And it was okay. Um, Everything else was good though. And I've, I've eaten there since and it had wonderful meals. It's one of my favorite places to eat in any Disney park. Um, And then we went over to Cars Land and my kids were really little at the time. I think my twins were like four and, um, they uh, just seeing cars land without them. I felt a little guilty, but having seen that movie, you know, my kids loved, you know, the cars movies and, um, I couldn't wait to show them, you know, it just, it feels so much like you're walking in that movie. The theming is extraordinary. And, um, I love that. I love so many parts of that park. And I've said, this is my second favorite Disney park after the magic kingdom in Florida. Um, And so my first ride also was Radiator Springs Racers. So, yep, I think everybody does that, right? Well, it was late at night by then because we barely had time, you know, to do anything because we ate really fast. And then we got on the ride. And we did go over to the Disneyland Park because it was open later and went on um, Matterhorn, which was not great. (laughs) It's not the best ride. But, um, again, a little bit of Disney history. So so that was my feeling. And I've always felt that way every time when I walk into that park. I don't care how many times I go. And I think it is a treat because we don't live, you know, on the West Coast. But every time I go there, um, I get the same feeling, you know, that I'm walking through some Disney history, even though it's not really Disney history. Yeah. So, <laughs> you yeah, know,
1: yeah, not no, so much like sense.
0: the other side, you know.
1: Yeah. The other side is actual Disney history. This is like pretend Disney history.
0: (laughs) It is. It is, but it has that feel. I mean, like sometimes like I'm not one of those people who is into the whole culture of Walt Disney. You know, I, I think he was a man and I think he had flaws and I think he had brilliant ideas. And but I almost can feel that excitement in California when you're walking through his park, when you're walking in Disneyland. Also, I think you feel that excitement of a young person who's thinking all these great ideas, you know, it's it's kind of exciting. So,
1: yeah. And and in California Adventure in the morning, they do they do like a little spiel on the intercom and it's something to the effect of, you know, Walt Disney came, you know, with a suitcase and a dream, which is from that uh, that trolley cart uh, show that they would do. And uh, and then they say uh, you can live your own California adventure, which is it makes like the park like a verb. It's like you can discover your own adventure, and I think that's really and that's that's yeah exactly. That's like you can you can go to a pier like a seaside pier. You can go to um you know like a a cars you know the the movie cars and go through that. You can. Uh, Go in like a Space Fortress, Mission uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You can go in like a National Park at Grizzly Peak. You can do Hollywood backlot. There's a whole bunch of different things that you can try out and have your own adventure.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And there's so – like, okay, first I think we have to address – and I I spend more time than I probably should on some of the Disneyland forums forums that tend to be populated by really hardcore Disneyland fans, like not so much like well, Disney World. When you go onto like an online forum, it's really just people planning trips and you do have those like diehard fans. But for the most part, they're kind of like, you know, your average guest, but the Disneyland forums are hardcore and I don't post anything because I'm afraid of them. So I've noticed online some very strong opinions about, california adventure and a lot of the really hardcore fans don't like it um a lot of the people who are kind of the disney curmudgeon types you know they take their parks very seriously they don't like it do you do you ever encounter that have you ever noticed that oh yeah i
1: think some could argue i'm a curmudgeon
0: you are a curmudgeon (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) Uh, yes, I have. Uh, and, and, and they make valid points. Um, for instance, Cars Land, the mo- Radiator Springs does not uh, happen in California in the movie. I mean, they are specific when Lightning McQueen in that movie says he's on his way to California when he's mm-hmm. in Radiator Springs. So it is implied that Radiator Springs is not California. It's it's on its way there. Um, right and then and then when they converted tower of terror which was like a hollywood themed hotel to guardians of the galaxy mission breakout which is like a space fortress that like landed in california i mean that i mean i guess we have to like suspend reality with that one
0: maybe but that yeah
1: (laughs) but now that they have avengers campus coming it's are coming it should more encompass it a little bit better it was it wasn't good when it was just maybe on its own in terms of the theming and then um and then even like monsters inc uh, mike and sully to the rescue that's a fun ride but why is there a monsters inc rock themed ride in the hollywood back lot like it's just kind of
0: well it's a how big, do you it's know that mish-mash. that's not where the guys were you know how do you know that's not where they did their scaring
1: they might have they, they certainly so you don't, they know. I don't, I, I don't know i
0: don't i don't <laughs> i think it's the perfect park And I've said this before. I think it's got everything you need. First of all, it has wonderful theming. I mean, the theming is fantastic. Yes, the lands don't always feel like they belong. They're like Cars Land, right? But somehow I think it works. I think the theming is phenomenal. I think the food is excellent. I mean, overall, the food in that park is probably the best food you'll find in any park, any Disney park.
1: Um, Even better than Epcot.
0: Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. I so and it doesn't have as much as Epcot does. Like Epcot's, but you know some of the food Epcot has is throwaway food. You know, I mean, Carthay Circle is better than any restaurant in Epcot. That's all there is to it. It really is. I mean,
1: wow. And,
0: there, oh, you don't th- you don't think so? I think so. Um,
1: I haven't eaten. I have not eaten in enough different restaurants at Epcot to um, to to make that. Carte is excellent. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down that I had um, chicken with polenta, sun-dried tomatoes, and portobello mushrooms. I wrote that it was very good. Uh huh. I However, love
0: that you kept notes. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: I, uh, I looked at the menu, and it's not it's not there. So I, I think they update that menu a lot.
0: They do, yeah. Well, California, Californians don't mess around with bad food. You know, that's such a foodie state that, you know, they're not eating garbage. And that's yeah. the first thing I noticed about the food was that it was harder to get things like nuggets and ha- hot dogs, you know, for the kids. I could live without it. But it's harder to get that stuff in both the parks. Um, because they have a lot of healthier options. Now, I think the East Coast has started to incorporate a lot of those options, but California definitely led the way um, for sure. I, I would just say that if my favorite restaurant in Epcot, which would probably be either La Celier or maybe, you know, Via Napoli if those restaurants are an eight and don't get me wrong, I think the food in Epcot is phenomenal. Like I will sometimes go to like a really nice restaurant in Atlanta or someplace kind of, you know, popular that a lot of people go to. And I'll say to my husband, Hey, it was better at Epcot. And he'll agree, even like a steak, you know, like I'm often surprised that like one of the better steak houses that we might go to in Atlanta, um, the food is actually better at, uh, like La Cellier, to be honest. So I think I should preface that by saying I think Epcot has phenomenal food, but I think Carthay Circle is amazing, and I also think um, Lamplight Lounge is so good. Now you never got to try that, right?
1: No, I have. I have. Oh, you there. have. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's it's got a great view. It's got a great view of yeah the pier and the water right there, which is really nice. Um, it's, it's more of a, uh, new age menu.
0: Yeah. If
1: that's a, if I'm making that up, it's more
0: modern, like, like there are, you know, you can think about pub food and then they put a modern spin on it, you know, like they have nachos, but they're lobster nachos, you know, they have burgers, but then the burgers are like totally like, they'll just put like some combination together and you'll think, I don't think that's going to work. And then you get it and you're like, this is the best burger I've ever had. You know, that kind of thing. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. and And um, and and what's I mean, this is this is true of any theme park restaurant, but or, or not any of them, but a lot of them. It is nice to have a relaxing spot.
0: Mm -hmm. when you're
1: when you're running around a theme park all day carthay circle is extremely relaxing the lounge it's
0: beautiful yeah
1: the the lounge is great um i was there uh my last trip which seems like it was yesterday but it was (laughs) march or january of 2020 and um i I met my friend andrea there and she we had i had um i mean one of the things i had was a um uh Irish coffee which was very nice in the evening because um, I like coffee but I needed something yeah little bit buzz and um <sighs> yeah and uh Lamplight Lounge is very is relaxing it's got like upbeat music but it's not so loud and yeah and you, um, can, and you can and you can hear the, the 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 sounds of the pier which is nice and you see the ferris wheel going and <sighs> You know, it's a lot of kinetic energy, which is nice to look at, but it's nice to also relax and watch that at the same time.
0: I I mean, I'm not crazy about the quick service in that park. I don't think that's better than Epcot. Well, again, you know, the best quick service in Epcot is going to be in the World Showcase. But, yeah, I would say it was comparable to California Adventure. But, yeah, if you gave me a choice between would you rather eat La Cellier or Carthay, I'm like – See you later, LaSalle. It's great. Great knowing you. I mean, it's fantastic. And I just, I also think that Carthay Circle is one of the prettiest restaurants I've ever been in. And I've been to to Club 33 and Victorian Alberts, and I would say that Carthay kind of blows them out of the water. It's smaller than like Club 33, but it's really beautiful. So,
1: yeah, I I haven't um I don't really have not done much quick service there. I've done yeah. in the in January February they do a Chinese New Year mm-hmm. uh celebration so they do food booths similar to Epcot just on a smaller scale. Right. And I did a I did a lot of that and it was you know that was nice. It's the same idea as the Epcot festivals. You have the small plate and and um and but i like I do like Cozy Cone in Carson. Yeah, line. it's fun. And it's fun. It's uh, it's a it's a line's usually long. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah. And it's very hot there. If I remember like for whatever reason. Yeah. Sun
0: is you know right what, there. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, why is the cozy cone line so hot? Like, OK, so if you haven't been there, there's like about four little cones. And then they have like a little like little building that kind of, you know, like a cute little building that's themed along kind of like the cozy cone theme. And, uh, every single one of them, it's like the hottest place in California. Like you're standing there and you're like, I just want some ice cream, yeah, you know, I, but it's exactly. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's worth it. Cause those little cones with the chili and the little Fritos on top, those are amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, let's kind of look at a couple things. What, what's your favorite ride? Like what is your big impact ride? And let's skip uh Radiator Springs because I think that's the obvious one. But if you had to tell someone who's just coming to California Adventure, don't miss blank, what would you tell them?
1: Ooh. Um don't miss Well, I do like Luigi's uh um, yeah. Rollick and Roasters. That
0: is the lamest answer I think I have ever heard, but okay. <laughs> It's kind of um, cute. Oh, well, it, I love Luigi, so you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, you get to you're basically meeting his Italian cousins who come over to dance. Yeah.
0: Is, oh, is that what it is? Okay, yes. I love that. Okay. Yes,
1: and cool. I'm big on Italian cousins because I have a lot of Italian cousins.
0: Okay. And,
1: and music is fun. It's yeah. It's it's just it's short. It's slow loading. Um, it's a cute area. You go through the uh, Luigi's tire shop, which is really if you like, if you like car tires, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, it's fun. Yeah, everybody can do it. And um, it, it jolts you around a little bit, but you're, you're okay because you're in like a basic. Um, yeah. Seat, and it's just a little belt.
0: bit like, I wouldn't say like a 90 year old or a pregnant woman, heavily pregnant woman should be in there, but everyone else should be okay. So yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. it's cute. Yeah. What about um, it what's that? What about yours? Your favorite, other than Radiator Springs?
0: Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm gonna go right near there. I'm gonna say that uh, I like Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. I think it's just ridiculously cute. The music is hilarious because you have Mater singing, and then when you get out of there, he says, "Don't forget to grab all your junk," which of course makes everyone laugh, and it's just silly. So I like that one. A close second would definitely be the Monsters Inc. ride. I love that one. And I love when you go through it and you can smell the ginger when they're in the Japanese restaurant. That's cute.
1: Yeah, so, that's that is fun. Yeah, it's a fun yeah. one.
0: But there's a lot going on there. There's a ton of really fun rides. I mean, they have the Little Mermaid and Toy Story ride, just like they do in Disney World. And they have, you know, a lot of you know, they have some thrill rides. They have California Screaming, which I will not go on. Um, Well, now it's now it's in Credit Coaster. Oh, that's right. It's in Credit Coaster. Yes. And uh, my daughter went on it and loved it. It's fun. Yeah.
1: For a uh, and I don't I mean, I don't mind roller coasters. They did a really good job with adding in show elements and the Incredibles characters. And and it's that's a fun one. Um, The Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is fun. It is like Tower of Terror, so if you don't, if you can't handle that, don't do that. But yeah, um, they have now the one ride that I haven't been on is uh, Grizzly River Run, which is a uh, rapids ride. But every time I'm there, it's been under refurb because they do their annual refurb in the winter. Yeah. And I really want to go on it because I, it's the one ride I haven't done yet over there. It's, yeah. It's- and um. It's just look. It's very similar to the Kali River Rapids in Animal Kingdom.
0: It's almost exactly the same. I mean, the thing of the thing about that attraction is you're gonna get soaked, and so if you're staying at Grand California, it's literally across from the back entrance to that resort, so you can just go in and get changed because you yeah. are going to need to.
1: And that's that's like I've stayed at California Grand California twice. For the part, not for the only reason, but part of the reason to be able to ride Grizzly River Run and yeah. get changed. And it's been closed all times. Yeah.
0: Well, and I just feel like that, and we, we're going to talk about that resort at the end, but we can talk about it now. I feel like that resort is really part of that park because it's literally right on top of it. And... The vibe in that resort is so relaxing. Like you can leave that park with all those people and you just go in and it's whoosh, calm, nice big pool, beautiful craftsman style resort, gorgeous, gorgeous wood furniture, beautiful chandeliers. It's it's stunning. It's. I always tell people that – this is not, uh, not fair maybe, but I always tell people that Grand Californian is what Wilderness Lodge wants to be when it grows up, and DCA huh. is the same for – Hollywood Studios wants to be D- DCA when it grows up. So I don't know. It's just It's just got a great vibe to it. I love it.
1: The um, lobby is – they usually have a piano player playing. Yeah. It's. It's a – it's a relaxing atmosphere. Um, one of my favorite things, and I stayed, I stayed there twice. And um, one of my favorite things is in the morning, you get to go through that special entrance, and you're in Grizzly Peak there. And it's um, the there, there's like a fog morning fog, a morning mm-hmm. dew on the park. You hear they have the uh, the Grizzly Peak background music playing. And the sun is hitting your your face, but it's not like hot. And it's just like a man. It's it's like you don't even realize you're in a theme yeah. park. You you feel like you're in. And I think they're trying for this. You think you're in like some kind of national park, and it's all natural environment. Yeah. And it is like that is the that's like one of my favorite feelings is is and I will do that even if I'm going to Disneyland park. I will still go out that entrance and. And, you know, enjoy that calm, serene atmosphere because, you know, all the only people using that entrance are the people staying there. So it's it's not there's not a lot of people. It's not so loud. It's it's not chaotic. It's usually early. Everyone's not, you know, everyone's just groggy walking around. You know what I'm saying?
0: When when you're talking, I can feel it. I can feel exactly what you're saying. That is a hundred percent true. There's just like a certain feeling when you walk out there in the morning and that looks like, and you're right, it really does look like a national forest and it does look like Northern California, which is exactly what it reminds me of when I was a kid that, and so for me, there's like a little bit of little kid nostalgia there, you know, when I see everything and then they have this great, and I don't know if you've been in it cause I think it was closed when you were there, when we were there together. But, um, they have that great climbing area. So it's kind of like, you know, in, in animal kingdom where you have the boneyard, they've got the same thing, only it's bigger and it's great for grownups. You've got all these little rope bridges and things you can climb on and slides. And I love that. I could go in there. I'm going to be like a 90 year old lady breaking a hip in there someday. <laughs> Cause it's redwood,
1: fun. redwood Creek challenge trail. And I, yeah. I have been able to, I've been able to get in there since. And, um, yeah, it is. It's it's yeah, anybody can go on it.
0: Yeah. Anyone can go on people. it. Believe me, I have. I went on there with a rather tall person and who, you know, taller people, they just don't have the same center of gravity. It wasn't good. But for a short person like me, I'm scuttling along. It was fantastic. So can't wait to yeah. go back. Um, Before we move on from rides, we should mention Avengers Campus. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So uh, in the area formerly known as Bugsland uh, bug's land uh they are putting rest in, in peace yes uh, rest I in peace heimlich's choo-choo it's the best um which which i should just say as a quick aside aside i was happy that your son thomas did come for that trip
0: <laughs> yeah because
1: i was able to go on those rides with him and i wasn't looking like a weirdo
0: you know what he had the best time with you and like you kind of think that kids forget stuff, you know, because it had been a couple of years. And I said something. and He's like, oh, Adam's the best because <laughs> you took him on a lot of rides. So that was really nice of you. I think I had a cold when we were out there. I was kind of sick. So you, you actually helped me out a lot. So it was it was definitely um, appreciated.
1: Yeah. And he helped me out because he, yeah. he got me <laughs> You're like on like a weirdo. <laughs> he got me on on Heimlich Choo Choo and all that stuff. I love that. Um,
0: I'm so glad you got to go on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and because now it's gone, and they are putting in Avengers Campus, and they have a Spider-Man attraction called Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure coming. They have a Sanctum, uh, like show starring Doctor Strange that's going to be coming. Uh, they have the existing Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. They have a, a new restaurant, Pin Test Kitchen. They are working on it now. I if i had, it was supposed to open in july the the land um so i, I don't i'm not in tune on the california construction uh um schedules i they i don't think they really i mean i think they stopped at some point but then they did restart construction so they are working there and i i don't want to assume but i would assume that it would be able to open that land when that park is opened for full business
0: don't you think they would put that off a little bit, though, and kind of get things a little bit back to normal? and then, Because, you know, they don't want to open it without having a big show, you know?
1: Yeah, it's the same thing with Ratatouille. It's, yeah. it's, it's probably the same principle. Yep, that's yeah, that's what
0: I think, too. I think that we'll see it open probably maybe a month or two after. And they they'll want to get a little bit back to normal. You know, these people haven't been working in the parks for a year. So um, they're going to have to get back up to speed again. I will say that um, I have a we have a friend friend of the show who works out in Disneyland, and they've his company's been doing some refurbs in the hotels, and they've been working pretty steadily. So um, that is nice to hear that things are still happening.
1: Disneyland um, hotel.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because that was not supposed to open when. The park was supposed to open in in July and nobody really, nobody really knew why, but I think we all knew why because they were renovating the rooms and it was like, why, why open it? Just keep it closed. Similar to Polynesian, what they're doing now.
0: Yeah. I can't wait. I think they, he said they were done with two buildings. Maybe I think if two Uh are done, there's what four out there. Three. So three buildings. Okay. So maybe it's just one is finished.
1: And then they are building a DVC tower at Disneyland hotel also. So
0: mm-hmm. That's fantastic.
1: They had all those permits got passed and I, I haven't seen anything where they decided they weren't going to do that. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, they have a broke gra- ground on it though. Have they?
1: I don't, not officially. I don't think so. Yeah. But you- I, but I think they are, I think they've been getting utilities and such construction ready because I, I have a friend, uh, Andrea who, who lives out there and, she told me that they were doing ground like work in that where and around where that area is, and I think they have to expand utility access and because because they're adding, you know, another DVC tower with I don't know how many rooms three hundred, four hundred, five hundred rooms. They yeah. need to beef up. They
0: need to. You know, water yeah, electricity
1: and all yeah. that stuff. So
0: well, and they need those rooms too because like I, I own DVC, I own a very small contract, and sometimes I will be on. Like, you can't get DVC, like, you can't use your points from Walt Disney World side over in California easily. It's very difficult, and you're going to have to go off-season. So it'll be nice to have more rooms available for people because those are fantastic rooms. I love all those hotels out there. Even Paradise Pier, I think, has some charm to it, although it needs a refurb.
1: Yeah, and who knows if they're going to change the name or not because it was Paradise Pier named after – it uh, named after Paradise Pier The land But now it's Pixar Pier So are they going to change yeah. his name or Are they going to keep it We don't really
0: Oh that's knows. an interesting idea Yeah no I have not heard anything about that Yeah Um, Let's move on to the theming And specifically I want to ask you Because it's something you said a long time ago And you said This stuff doesn't belong in this park And I want to know what you mean by that <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, like I, I kind of said before, Carsland doesn't, sh- in you know, canonically shouldn't be in California. Right. And the Avengers stuff is like a stretch. Because the Avengers
0: stuff is really a stretch. Did Tony Stark have, I mean, he was in New York, right? And then he, where was the Avengers campus and the, all the Avengers movies?
1: That uh, in the end game that it's
2: it's in upstate New York.
0: Oh my God. It's (gasps) Tony. Hey, Tony.
2: Hi Uh, guys. I'm sorry. I'm late. I was in Tomorrowland helping him with the people mover.
0: Oh, did you fix it?
2: Uh, We're getting (sighs) there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So Tony's here. Tony join on in. So we're talking about a few things. Do you have any thoughts about the theming in California adventure? Adam thinks that a lot of things don't fit.
2: Well, part part of the concept is that in the 1940s, Stark Industries had a campus out there,
0: okay. and uh, uh.
2: this is part of the the old Stark Industries campus that, of course, uh, is now become the Avengers campus. Uh, a lot of Stark facilities across the world uh, are being used to set up Avengers campuses, which is where uh, the first one in upstate New York was set up. Uh, if you remember in Ant Man, uh, you know that was an old Stark storage facility, and when Ant Man went there to steal that uh, that component. It had, blown, had grown into the full-blown Avengers campus. Um, Hank Pym didn't know that that's where the Avengers were headquartered. So, uh, because of the Stark, uh, Stark Industries connection uh, to Tony Stark, he's got all of these old properties. You know, I, I don't know if they're around the globe, uh, but at least around the U.S., that Stark Industries is utilizing to put some of these Avengers campuses on.
0: Okay, that's pretty darn interesting. I'm gonna have to tell that to my kids. They'll yeah, and, that. And, like that.
2: And I I know one of the buildings that is visible from Buena Vista Street, there's actually um, an old vintage style ad for for flying cars for Stark, uh, the Stark flying cars. If you remember in the first Captain America, Mm -hmm. uh, when when they saw Tony Stark, he was uh, he had that that flying car that kind of levitated for like six seconds before it broke. Right. Um, and, and that's the flying car model that is that is painted on this side of the building, oh, but weathered that's to look amazing. really like like 60, 70 years old. So. Oh,
0: love that. Yeah,
2: that they're they're, they're really tying everything in together with the Avengers campus and and you know this made up Stark history, which I think is is very cool.
0: Yeah, no, I'm so glad you popped on because we did not know that. Okay, you can leave now. No, I'm okay, kidding. thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> no, no, please. No, I love that you always know that stuff. You know. Um, OK, so do we want to go back and talk? To, I, I, I do want to get your first impression, because if we, we talked about a little bit about our first impressions going into this park for the first time. What was your impression when you first went into DCA, Tony?
2: Well, first off, I want everyone to know I don't do impressions. <laughs> um, I, la- I leave that to Rich Little and the professionals. Dad uh, joke. But uh, my first trip there was actually last year. No, last year was a uh, coronavirus, uh, yeah, the year okay. before, the previous okay. April. Um, I was there in 99 when it was just a preview center uh, and they had started ripping up the parking lot. OK, uh, so I, we finally made it there last year. I was very upset that by the time we got there, a bug's land had closed.
0: Yes. Um, ra- totally valid feeling. For
2: right. Sure. It, you know, I, I think that um, I don't want to say it's a, it's a mess of a park. But it is it is it is a lot crammed into a small area. Um,
0: but that's California.
2: It is. It is. Uh, you know, I, I love Carsland. I, I think that that is stylistically probably one of the, the better lands that they've ever built. I, I think I might like it more than Galaxy's Edge. Same. Because when you walk into uh, Radiator Springs, you are literally walking into cells from the movie. You know, um, and it's amazing the work that they've done. Um, The rest of it, you know, Paradise Pier, uh, Pixar Pier. um, okay, it's Pixar themed. I get it. Uh, You know, a a lot of that stuff is just off the off the off the shelf rides that they that they've rethemed. Uh, You know, a lot of this was built. uh, I don't want to say on the cheap, but, you know, it's not some of Imagineering's greatest work. Um, I, I think they've done good with with what they have. Um, but uh, I think it's a good compliment to Disneyland. It's a good second park. Uh, I, I don't know that it is a full day or prior, prior to Avengers campus. <gasps> I, I don't know that it was a full day. What are you laughing at? I uh,
0: uh, you're uh, terrible. You're no, so wrong.
2: Definitely That's a like day. a
0: weak park. I could say really? that. Yes, I love it. I'm okay, uh, you weren't on when I said this. That's my second favorite park that I've ever been to, and that would include, you know, Disneyland Paris and all the ones on the stateside. I love that park.
2: Maybe it's just because I haven't spent enough time there.
0: You need to next time you go, you need to go and sit in a, you know, in one of the restaurants like Carthay Circle, or maybe go to Lamplight Lounge and just enjoy for like a couple hours, snack. Mm -hmm. And hang out, but every, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. And I think a lot of people, a lot of really hardcore fans do feel that DCA is a bit of an afterthought, maybe. Um, I think it's the perfect park. So it's got everything.
2: except. Uh, You know, don't don't get me wrong. It's it's great. I I love the proximity to Disneyland. I love the fact that you can just walk across the Esplanade and you're there. You don't have to take a bus or another conveyance to get there. Um But when you look at something like Westcott that they had originally thought up for California, um, you know, I, I think it pales in comparison to that. But it it is it is fun, it's enjoyable. I'm not saying I would never go back. Um and, and I think they've made improvements and they continue to improve the park.
0: Well, and I think, I think it is, and we've talked about this before, I think it's very hard to get people over to Disneyland for lots and lots of reasons, not just because the flight's a little more difficult, especially if you have little kids and it costs more. Um, I think people don't think there's enough out there. And so, you know, when you say, I would go back, I think you kind of represent a lot of people in that given a choice, you're probably going to take your four parks at Walt Disney World and your two water parks and your down or your Disney Springs and all that and your 26 hotels and counting over what they have out there. Which is funny to me because you're also a big Disney history guy and a background person on everything.
2: Oh, totally. Uh, But, but it's funny because, you know, when when I was a kid and we lived in California, we would go to Disney occasionally and I don't have a lot of memories of that because Mm -hmm. I was only, you know, I think I lived there from, from three to six. So I I don't have many memories. I have pictures, but they're not, you know, they're not viable. You were
0: a kid in Alameda, right? Yes. Okay. So you were, you were like right where we were too. You were up north. So it's quite a haul.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's still a what a five hour drive, four hour drive. Yeah. It's crazy. But you know, when, when I went out there as an adult my first time in 99, uh, we had planned two and a half days, and only Disneyland was there at the time. There was no California Adventure. Like I said, it was the preview center, uh, and we had planned two and a half days for Disneyland. And we got out there, and at the end of our first day, we're like, we really have another day and a half to, to do this oh. because we're pretty <laughs> mu- we're pretty much done. Oh, you're killing me. You know, Disneyland is the smaller park, but it's quaint. You know, I I could spend three days in Disneyland, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then I could go over to California Adventure and just hang out in Cars Land and I would be happy because that's one of those lands. You know, it's like Galaxy's Edge where it's one park during the day and a completely different park at night.
0: That's true. Yeah.
2: You know, and, and I find that they're doing that a lot, you know, Pandora, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, they're great in the day, but then they've, you know, between the lighting and the bioluminescence and uh, features that they've put in, they're completely different parks at night. And um, uh, Cars Land, you know, with all the neon uh, flows, just it it, 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 it's, it's amazing. It's, it's really a site that that pictures don't do it justice.
0: No, they really don't. You got to get in there and kind of just get a good feel for it. And I love the music. I like how they took like sort of. They do have some, like, you know, Johnny Cash or whatever playing, but they basically took, like, that rockabilly sound that's very popular in Southern California, and they wrote their own. And so, like, they'll be talking about engines and cars and headlights and stuff, you know, in, like, a song, but it, like, sounds – you know, I think that's kind of fun how they did that. Right. Um, it's And it just – it does have a very good vibe. I will say one thing. They could do better by Flows, Flows looks like a 1950s drive-in perfection. It is absolutely stunning right down to those adorable Formica, you know, tables that they have in there. I absolutely love it. But the menu is absolutely uninspired. Like, you should have burgers and shakes and fries in there because that's what you serve at a drive-in, not a veggie wrap. You know, <laughs> I mean, I know it's California, but you know what? Sometimes – even Californians need a burger. So exactly. I would love it if they changed that menu. It would make me really happy and really fat. So bring it on. That's fantastic. Speaking of which food, we wanted to do a little section on the food. So I'm I'm gonna go to Adam and I want you to tell me what you ate there that you loved. We did talk a little bit about your Carthay Circle experience.
1: Uh yeah, Carthay and um Cozy cone. I this is hmm, I do love Giridelli's yeah. at the Pacific Wharf. Um, I love getting ice cream there and I know it's overpriced.
0: <laughs> is but it I, that overpriced? I mean, at Disney you just like I don't know. I mean, everything is so expensive.
1: It's like more over I mean, it's more expensive. I'm pretty sure it's more expensive than Clarabelle's, which is like on Univista street. So yeah, it's like, like it's got the Disney and Girardelli, uh price uh, add on there. But um, I just love it, you know, getting in at night and just walking around that park at night is great. I miss that. And wow. um,
0: we're having serious withdrawals. It's very yep,
1: sad. Yep. And, um, and I will say this, if, if Carthay and Lamplight, if you don't think you're gonna like them, which I think you would, but if you don't think you would, you could always go to Grand Californian and check out Storyteller's Cafe, the character meal, which is very good uh, breakfast, especially or Napa Rose, which is a little more expensive. Um, it they I, has a lot of different options. You can even go into downtown Disney if you really if you need
0: to. Yeah, uh, they so have
1: like pizza there. At, yes. Um, but never... uh, or of course everyone's favorite award wieners.
0: Award Wieners. I know Liza's not on tonight. Otherwise, she could say Award Wieners.
2: Tony,
1: have you had an Award Wieners hot dog?
2: Uh, First off, that was my nickname in high school. And uh, yes, I have.
0: (laughs) It's excellent. I mean, it smells delicious as you walk by. My kids love it. I, I personally don't really eat hot dogs, but it does look good. It smells great. What have you liked in California Adventure, Tony, as far as dining goes?
2: So, um, you know, as long as they've got Mickey bars, I'm happy. I know. But as far as food goes, I don't think we did any sit down uh, meals there. Uh, We just did quick service. Um, Pacific Wharf Cafe and the uh, Bowdoin Bakery. um, They serve some of their soups in the sourdough bowls, which were amazing. Um, And uh, Lucky Fortune. um, You know, uh, I I love Asian food. Um, I'm a big rice guy uh, That from my time on Guam. Um, so and, any any meal that has rice and some stir fry, I'm happy with. Uh, we also, like Adam, ate over by the cozy cone. Uh, I think we had the mac and cheese cone, which, you know, fu- so. food in a cone is just, you know, amazing.
0: Yeah, it's um, the way life should be.
2: Everything should be in a cone, in a cone mm-hmm. or in a baseball hat, one of the two.
0: Ew, okay.
2: And uh, that's that's it. Uh, we did enjoy the Jack's Num Num cookies when that was the only place you could get them uh, on Pixar Pier. Um, but now, as you're aware, they've moved them to Hollywood Studios as well, so you can get them out here on the East Coast. Um, yeah, a lot, lot of good food options. And uh, churros everywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Can- I had a fluff nutter churro. Yeah. <laughs> um, That sounds
0: disgusting.
1: In the well, do you have you had have you had fluffinutter? I
0: know what it is. I see. I'm not a marshmallow fan unless it's homemade. I'm real picky about desserts, though, as you know.
2: Uh, So so wait, as as a side question, have you been to the new marshmallow place in Disney Springs?
0: Wait, what?
2: There's a new gourmet marshmallow place in Disney Springs. Okay,
0: has that closed yet? Because that's a dumb idea.
2: It sounded dumb but their stuff looks really good.
0: <laughs> well, people will eat those chocolate covered mush- or uh, marshmallows all the time. So, but I'm not I'm not so sure about those.
1: This I mean flu- if- the and fluffernutter churro had peanut butter sauce, uh like melted chocolate chips and the fluff on the churro, it was very messy, Ew. but it was very good.
0: Yeah, no. It sounds really Oh, good.
1: it was so good.
0: Um uh, that sounds pretty darn disgusting. Oh, when I was there, it. they had like churros with like hot, spicy, orangish churros. We didn't get one, but they just looked disgusting. I, I don't know. I, They weren't good. I mean, I don't know if I want my churro spicy. But that seemed to be a thing when we were there back in 2019. Gosh, it sounds like so long ago. You know, we're so used to being able to go to the parks, but they've literally been closed almost a year. So, all right. I'm just going to mention, I, as I said before, I love Carthay Circle. I've had amazing meals there. And, gosh, I love Lamplight Lounge. I mean, the burger I had there was phenomenal. And sushi, you can get the best sushi out there. So, Pretty good food. No no complaints there. Um, yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts, guys?
2: I can't wait to get back out there.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I spend so much. Okay, I don't spend a ton of time. But every single day I check like Mice Chat, which is a Disneyland uh, forum to see if anything anybody's come out with any kind of gossip about it an opening and there's never anything really depressing
1: so we do have some news about a, a partial opening
0: oh gosh yeah we should talk about that
1: uh so in sometime in march they are going to have a admission ticket uh, e- uh events uh, plural i guess uh it's going to be multiple days a week they aren't they didn't announce the actual days or the times
0: or the it's prices gonna be
1: or the prices but it's going to be a like food and entertainment festival there won't be there will not be any rides attractions but they said they will have like some sort kind of live entertainment and then food available for purchase plus shopping uh similar to what if you're familiar with knott's berry farm has been doing at, uh which is very close to disneyland uh, in southern california they were doing food festivals basically with booths, and you walk in and um, Disneyland has been closed, like we said, since March. And this is like, and they they've opened up part of Univista Street for shopping, and and now more recently dining. And now they're gonna like basically open up. I don't know if it's the whole park. It seemed like it was most of the park.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it.
1: But you're gonna have to pay to get in. But I'm I'm sure they're gonna have some kind of incentive to draw you in there, like some kind of free something, or in, I should say included something with your purchase.
0: Oh, I'm sure it's gonna be very interesting. And it's it's extremely smart because I mean, what would you pay to go in there for a night? You know, just to kind of hang out and eat and you know, I would imagine all the food is kind of like maybe included. Um if it were, what what would you pay Adam? Um,
1: if I if I live there, I mean they're gonna probably charge you the parking because they've been doing that like ten dollars. Yeah. I would pay uh, if the live entertainment is like, you know, um, like, like really good, like, uh, you know, Disneyland band would be nice.
2: Something like that.
1: Um, I would pay thirty dollars like on a Saturday if I've been cooped up in in my house for the most part. And, um, you know, as long as everything's outside and. And uh, and I could get my cozy cone, I could get my Giridelli, I could maybe get like a nice fluffer nutter churro, something like that. Like as if they've like if they guaranteed you're gonna get you have the opportunity to purchase real DCA snacks and drinks. Because um, you know they're gonna serve drinks. I mean they have to serve out. Right.
0: Yeah. Of and course. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: And hey, maybe they do like a water show for World of Color, you know, during the day. Oh, that they would throw be all those interesting. fountains yeah. on right. I mean Yeah. Something. There's a lot of space around that that lagoon there.
0: I think they'll do it up big. Whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be worth the money. And I think you could probably get people to pay five or six hundred dollars for a night. You know, first of all, people are stir crazy. They've all been like even here in Georgia where things are basically opened. Um we don't really go to dinner like we used to. We don't go places just because, you know, we're kind of trying to be careful. And, you know, I talk to clients and they're like, we didn't travel last year. Let's stay to a deluxe. Let's spend some money. And um, I think that's what's going to happen with this. I think they know they can charge and they need to make money and they need to have these cast members working. So good for them. If people will pay it, I'm all for it. So what about you, Tony? What do you think?
2: Well, you know, I, I wonder just how much they'll open up. Like what is preventing them? From opening the parks but leaving the rides closed. Good you point, know, yeah. If, if, if they were to open and your outdoor dining is all set up and they put tables alongside the uh, Radiator Springs racers there and they set up tables on Pixar Pier, um, you know, so that you've got the you've, – you've essentially got the lands up and running but the rides aren't going. You know what? What's to, what's to prevent them from doing that? They're, then they're not open as an amusement park. They're using right. them as dining locations. I mean, if you did something like that, you know, I would I would pay, you know, seventy five bucks a person to go and spend seventy
0: five dollars uh, a person, Tony.
2: Yeah. Wow. You're oh, I think the,
0: they'll charge more than that. Oh yeah, wow. I I think
2: the, I think it's going to be about one hundred and ten thousand a person. Um, <laughs> you know, no, they, I
0: would not be surprised to see a price between. 250 and 500 depending on what they offer what? I mean if yeah I mean if they can charge okay if you can go to a Disney World Christmas party and spend hundred and thirty five dollars per person, and you're not getting free food other than cookies and, and hot cocoa. If they're doing something like offering special entertainment, having food and stuff like that, if if that's what it is, if it's not a situation, and we don't really know what it is, but if it's not a situation where you're having to pay for your food, where it's just kind of like you know, different things are open, kind of like a private party almost, if that makes sense, they could charge a lot, don't you think? Yeah.
2: Well, you, you know, you know what the difference is there is when when you're spending one hundred and thirty dollars to get into the Christmas party, you've got a parade, you've got fireworks, right. you've got character meet and greets, you've got rides open. Um, You're you're not getting that.
0: Yeah, you know, that's true. I, you are I not think, getting that. But you're also not getting free food and special concerts and entertainment. I could see them bringing like they've always had bands playing in DCA. I could see them bringing some of those bands back and stuff like that people are starving for that kind of entertainment. And you know, you hear about the lines for getting into the parking garages at Disneyland. There's there's a uh, there's a need for that. There people want that. Maybe not 500 bucks, I could see them charging 250 easily.
2: Well, so. I still wouldn't pay more than like seventy five dollars.
0: I have I have a friend. She she makes a lot more money than I do. <laughs> she was like, Hey, Chris, what do you know about you know such and such? And I was like, I don't know. She's like, Well, what do you think they'll charge? And you know, she thought higher end as well. She's like, Let's go out there. I'm like, We're not going out there. I mean, for us to go, first of all, it would be a total waste of money. I want to save my money for to go when it opens. But secondly. It's a little irresponsible. You know, Californians are trying to be safe, and I'm going to fly from Georgia and come on in with my cooties. No, I'm, I'm going to wait until it's safer for them and for me. So, but I'm very curious.
2: Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, when I saw the announcement today that Ken Potrock had, uh, you know, sent this letter out to cast members, uh, I got very excited. And, and then I, I think I posted on our agent site. It is yeah. probably the... It is probably the most nebulous announcement announcement <laughs> <It was.
0: laughs> ever because <laughs> it, so
2: they funny. announced they announced it, but I still have no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, yeah. just that. I mean, on the good side, it's it's over a thousand employees being brought back to work. hmm Um, so that's a good sign. You know, now there's only you know forty thousand more to go. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, y- you know. We still have no idea. It, it, it It's like P.T. Barnum, you know, is he like just, you know, trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes? I, I'd, I'd like to think not. I'd like to think they've got something coming and, you know, let it be that first step. I know the the California legisl- legislature uh, it has put a bill forth to get um, all theme parks to open in the same tier uh, as it is right now. Only the smaller theme parks can open first uh, theme parks that are 15,000 people or less. Uh, and then the larger theme parks are in the following tier. Uh, and they're trying to get that changed so that everybody opens up at the same time in that earlier tier. Um, so, you know, any, any steps towards opening are good steps, even if we don't know what it means for Disneyland or California adventure.
0: Did you hear the rumor about Disneyland itself, uh, main street opening sometime in March? That's the latest. I so,
2: have not. I have not heard that. But, you know, seeing that they've done it with Buena Vista Street, mm-hmm. I, I would think it's only a natural progression that they would do it in Disneyland as well.
0: Don't you think that they could basically sort of treat them as sort of outdoor malls? So if you have outdoor malls open in California, which in California, they have a ton of outdoor malls because it's not as rainy as it is like here um, or up north where y'all are. Um so in theory, they could kind of treat it that way. They're shopping and dining in an outdoor mall, and it's the same as in Main Street or in Lake Buena, or Buena Vista Street. It just kind of makes sense
2: to me. Totally. I, I mean, I don't see any reason why they cannot open it all the way up to the hub.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know, put,
2: put, put tables in the hub. If you told me that I could go into Disneyland and shop and eat and I could dine, you know, socially distant in the hub – Mm-hmm. Um I would I would be all for that. I'm not saying yeah. I would take I w- I'm not saying I would take a trip out from Connecticut to specifically do that. No. But if I were a local or I was, you know, uh within a 7-8 hour drive, I would make the drive over and do it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I definitely would. Um it'll be interesting to see and I almost feel like you know, by doing this it's kind of like Disney is taking back a little bit of their you know, their authority almost like, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to do something, you know, they have it's so restrictive out there. And I, I understand why, but I'm sure it's very frustrating for, you know, p- people who are employed there and locals who really want to go back to their park. Um, as Adam said, it's very different out there. Their relationship to that park is different than, you know, most people on the East Coast. Any final thoughts?
2: Get get Any it links? open
0: get it open i know don't get me started i i just like doing the show has been so much fun because it's giving me like a flood of memories and giving me the warm fuzzies so i i enjoyed it um okay i'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to tony thank god you came on so you can close out the show because you know i always mess it up I know, so right? i'm gonna turn it over to tony
2: All right. Thanks, Chris. I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street & More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team help plan a magical vacation for your family. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse Mouse & More podcast. And before we close, I'd like to wish a happy 20th birthday to Disney's California Adventure. Next year, you can drink. (laughs) And uh, on behalf of Chris and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.